If you have ever thought about starting your own podcast, you should check out Riverside. Riverside is an online recording studio that lets you record podcasts and video in studio quality from anywhere. And if you click on the affiliated link in the episode description and you buy a subscription, you will also be supporting the podcast. And if you're going to start your own podcast or you just want to continue to listen to great podcasts, you need headphones or speakers. If you click on the Amazon affiliated link, you can get great deals on headphones and speakers. And if you make a purchase, it will also help support the podcast. Both links will be in the episode description if you are interested. Hi, I just wanted to give you a quick content warning. In this episode, I very briefly mentioned suicide. No one in this episode actually commits suicide, but the topic does come up. I will give you a warning ahead of time within the episode when I start to talk about it. I will also leave a timestamp in the episode description. So if you need to skip over that part, you can. But of course, as always, if you need to skip this episode entirely, I completely understand. Alright, now let's get into the episode. sure you've heard about witch trials before. The most famous witch trials, in my opinion, was the Salem witch trials. Today's episode is not about that, but I will be getting into that later on this season. I learned about the Salem witch trials in high school. One thing that I learned about them that I found fascinating was just how powerful the hysteria was. The hysteria spread to neighboring towns. It turned neighbor against neighbor. Now, I said this episode is not about Salem witch trials, and it isn't. But Salem wasn't the only town in the world where neighbors were eager to turn against their neighbor. And sometimes, that neighbor just happened to also be a member of their family. Hi, my name is Courtney Jewell, and you are listening to the fifth episode of the second season of History Shelf, a podcast about history that proves that sometimes fact is even more interesting than fiction. For the second season of History Shelf, I have chosen to title this season, Something Wicked This Way Comes. You may know that that comes from the William Shakespeare play Macbeth. I am going to be talking each week this season about someone from history that was accused of witchcraft. But as we go along, you will find that the wicked I am referring to is not the ones that were accused, but rather the accusers. You will find that those accused were not obviously actually witches, but victims of people that were out for revenge and personal gain and those caught up in the hysteria of it all. And for this week, I am talking about Agnes Waterhouse. Agnes, or Mother Waterhouse, as she was known by many, was born about 1503. 
She came from a village in England called Hatfield Peverell. I wish I could tell you all about Agnes's early years, but there's just not much that is known. She was a woman from a village in England during the 16th century, so not much was written about her until she was accused of witchcraft. What is known is that she did have a husband, she had a sister named Elizabeth, and she had a daughter named Joan Waterhouse. It is also possible that Agnes was a healer, which made her vulnerable to being accused of being a witch. Throughout most of time, healers have often been accused of witchcraft. I have already covered one healer being accused of witchcraft this season. That was last week's episode on Gentili Buldrioli. And I will just give you a little heads up. Agnes will not be the last healer accused of witchcraft that I talk about this season. Agnes was accused of witchcraft in 1566 by a woman named Elizabeth Francis. Elizabeth had also been accused of being a witch before she accused Agnes. Agnes was accused of causing disease and the death of her neighbor, William Fine. She was also charged with killing livestock and even her own husband. Elizabeth confessed that she owned a familiar that was a white spotted cat that was either named Satan or Satan. It is unclear for certain which name was the cat's. Elizabeth said that her grandmother, Mother Eve, gave her the cat. She kept the cat for 15 or 16 years and then she gave it to Agnes. Elizabeth said that the cat spoke to her and told her it stole sheep and killed several people including a wealthy man by the name of Andrew Biles. Andrew had gotten Elizabeth pregnant, but he refused to marry her. The cat also told her what herbs to take to cause her to have an abortion. The cat also told Elizabeth after she got married how to make her husband lame, and Elizabeth wheeled the cat to kill her six-month-old daughter. I wanted to give a content warning here. I'm going to very briefly be talking about suicide. I will leave a timestamp in the episode description of when I start and I stop talking about it. So if you need to skip over that part, you can. Alright, now let's get back to the episode. Agnes confessed that she used her cat to first kill her pigs to see if it could actually do it. Then she ordered it to kill her neighbor's cows and geese after she got into an argument with them. She said that she tried to get the cat to damage the goods of her neighbor Wardle, but it didn't work because his faith was too strong. Agnes said that she kept her cat in a pot lined with wool, but she wanted to use the wool, so she turned it into a toad. Agnes's daughter, Joan Waterhouse, was also accused of being a witch. She was accused of using the toad to torment a 12-year-old neighbor child named Agnes Brown. Agnes Brown refused to give Joan a piece of bread and cheese, so Agnes Brown claimed that Joan used the toad against her. Agnes Brown said that the toad turned into a black dog and terrorized her. 
The black dog had a face of an ape, with a short tail and a chain, and a silver whistle around his neck. The dog had a pair of horns on the top of his head. Agnes Brown said that she asked the dog who his dame was, and the dog moved his head towards Agnes Waterhouse's house. Agnes Brown said that the dog stole the key to the Brown family dairy and either stole or damaged some of their butter. It also tried to get Agnes Brown to kill herself by bringing the girl a knife. Agnes Waterhouse said that Agnes Brown was making the whole story up. We, of course, know now that Agnes Brown was indeed making up the story. Toads don't turn into dogs that then steal keys so they can damage or steal someone's butter. And they don't try to get little children to kill themselves. But back in 1566, people thought that that could actually happen. We don't know why Agnes Brown made up her story. What stands out about Agnes Waterhouse's story is the fact that Agnes had already pled guilty by the time her trial came around. Of course, that fact doesn't stand out on its own. This season, I have already covered someone that confessed to witchcraft charges despite the fact of being innocent. That was last week's episode I did on Gentile Bouldrioli. That episode is available to listen now if you are interested. What makes that fact stand out is that even though Agnes had already confessed to being a witch, she fought in court as though she was fighting for her innocence. It is possible the reason why she did that was not to save herself from execution, but rather she was trying to save her daughter Joan from execution. On July 29, 1566, just two days after her trial was over, Agnes was hanged in front of a crowd of people. Before she was executed, she confessed that she prayed often, but always in Latin, because her cat would not allow her to pray in English. Agnes also asked God to forgive her. During Agnes's days, her trial was the talk of the news. Journalists couldn't get enough of her story. There was a pamphlet made of the trial in 1579. This pamphlet revealed something interesting. Do you remember Elizabeth Francis? She was the one that accused Agnes first of being a witch. She is the one that said that she gave Agnes the familiar. Well, the pamphlet revealed that Agnes and Elizabeth were sisters. Sister turned against sister. It has often been said that Agnes was the very first person in England to be executed for witchcraft, but that just really isn't true. England had been executing people for witchcraft for centuries before Agnes. It is true that she was one of the first people to be executed for witchcraft under the Witchcraft Act of 1562, but she wasn't the very first one. The Witchcraft Act of 1562 made it possible for someone to be charged and executed for witchcraft. Before, if they were executed for witchcraft, it was labeled as heresy or treason. You may remember the episode that I did last season on Anne Boleyn. If you listened to that episode, or if you know 
anything about Tudor history, then you know that Anne Boleyn was executed. You may recall one of the charges against her was witchcraft, but she was also charged with adultery and incest and treason. If you haven't listened to the episode that I did on Anne Boleyn and you're interested in learning more about her, her episode is the second episode of the first season of History Shelf. But back to Agnes. What makes Agnes's story stand out and can confuse people in believing she was the first person in England to be executed for witchcraft is the widespread attention her trial received. Like I said, many journalists wrote about Agnes's trial. There was one publisher that wanted to use an image of Agnes when he published the story of her trial, but he was in such a hurry to get the story out, so he just used a wood-cutting image of a woman that he found in the stockroom. The image that is often accredited as Agnes isn't even her. I'm sure you're wondering what the fate of Agnes Waterhouse's daughter, Joan, was. Well, I have some information for you. Agnes Waterhouse must have created enough doubt in Agnes Brown's story because Joan was not executed. She was acquitted. Agnes Waterhouse died knowing that her daughter would live on. And that was the life of Agnes Waterhouse. Thank you so much for listening to the fifth episode of the second season of History Shelf. There are 15 episodes planned for this season. Next week's episode is going to be about Thomas Doughty. I hope you come back for that. A few things before I go. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, the Twitter is at History Shelf Pod. The Instagram is at History underscore Shelf underscore Pod. And the Facebook page is History Shelf Podcast. If you want to help out this podcast financially, you can do that a few ways. You can buy merch from the History Shelf merch store. There is a link to the merch store on this podcast's Twitter page. The link is underneath the bio. I will also put a link to the merch store in the episode description for this episode. You can also become a Patreon. This podcast is always going to be free, but there are some perks that come along with becoming a Patreon. The first tier is called History Student, and that is $1 a month. And with that, I will send you out a thank you tweet. The second tier is called History Fan, and that is $3 a month. And with that, you get the first tier, plus you get to vote in a poll that helps me choose the theme for the next season of this podcast. The third tier is called History Buff, that is $20 a month. With that, you get the first two tiers, plus... You get a handwritten note of thanks mailed to you from me. And the last tier is called History Lover, and that is $40 a month. And with that, you get the first three tiers, plus you get to choose one item from the History Shelf merch store. I have pinned a link to the Patreon for this podcast on this podcast's Twitter page. I will also leave a link to the Patreon in the episode description for this episode. But if you want to help out the podcast financially, but you don't want any of the perks, you don't want any merch, you can do that if you are listening to this podcast on Anchor. I have turned on listener support. 
But as always, the best way that you can support this podcast is to continue to listen to it. And there are a few other ways that you can help out this podcast for free. One is if you are listening on a platform that lets you rate this podcast five stars and or lets you leave a positive review. If you do that, that will help out a lot. Also, sharing this podcast on social media would be helpful. And telling your friends and family that you found a podcast that you think that they will enjoy will help grow this podcast. All right, well, until next time, keep learning, keep loving history, and come back for next week's episode. Bye.